The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, March 14th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. And today's show is going to be my best bet for 15 of the 16 Thursday March Badness NCAA tournament games. Uh, The only one that I won't have a pick for today is the one involving Alabama because we don't know what their opponent is. My pick for that game will be given out on tomorrow's episode. If you want my picks for the... Uh, first four play-in games, uh, as well as my entire bracket, uh, then check out Monday's episode uh, where I break down those. So once again, uh, this is Tuesday's episode. I'm going to be giving out my best bet for 15 of the 16 Thursday NCAA tournament games. March Madness is here. What a time to be alive. Let's not waste any time because we've got a lot of picks to get through. So we're going to go in chronological order. Uh, or at least what I believe to be chronological order, which means we're going to start with West Virginia and Maryland, the first game of the round of 64. Great game, a great 8 versus 9 game. Uh, and I'm going to take West Virginia here, minus 2 against the Terps. So before we dive into evaluating uh, teams based on their performances here and based on their statistics and analytics this year, First thing I look at is the conference I come from, and I'm not a believer in the Big Ten. I believe the Big Ten, in my opinion, might be the worst power conference. If not, it's it's probably the Big Ten and the ACC. Uh, Meanwhile, I think the Big 12 was the strongest conference in college basketball this year. So as a result, before we even get into the numbers, I'm favoring West Virginia over Maryland. Um, But the big thing with Maryland that we got to keep in mind is how they played away from their home court this season they're terrible on the road they're 16 and 1 at their home court just 2 and 9 on the road this season so that is obviously going to make a big difference uh now that they're in the tournament they're going to obviously going to be away from their home now they're not going to be at somebody else's home court but they are going to be, pl- be playing at a neutral site court their effective field goal percentage drops 5.9 percent uh away from their home court and their average scoring margin drops from plus 13 at home to plus 1.1 on the road um and also west virginia you're going to hear me cite a stat over and over again that i love especially when it comes to ncaa tournament games especially when it's close games involving a close spread that's extra scoring chances per game that takes into consideration things like offensive rebounding turnovers opponent turnovers things like that how many extra scoring chances a team creates per game west virginia thrives in that category 42nd in the country in extra scoring chances per game averaging plus three Point three. I think that's going to be the difference maker in this one. I favor them already because of the Big 12. Uh, I set the line at probably at around minus three. I don't think there's a massive edge here, uh, but with the line at minus two, and it is still as of recording this, 6.40 a.m. on Tuesday morning. It is still at minus two. So give me West Virginia minus two against Maryland. For my first bet of the round of 64, moving on to what's a pretty interesting game here, and that's between Furman and uh, Virginia. You're going to see a lot of people back Furman. They're going to be a popular pick uh, to actually upset Virginia. Move on to the next round. Now, I have Virginia in my winning in my bracket. 
But in terms of the spread, I actually will take Furman here plus five and a half because there's a key thing here. And this is, a, I actually think they do have a stylistic advantage here because if Virginia struggles with their perimeter defense. You cannot pound the rock inside against Virginia. Uh, but we can, what you can do is shoot the three ball against them. And that's exactly what Furman does. And they do it very well. Uh, 13th in the country in three point shot rate, 46.4% of their shots coming from three point land. Virginia is 178th in opponent three point field goal percentage. And 34.9% of the points scored against Virginia comes from beyond the arc, which ranks 315th in the country. Furman also 43rd in turnovers, 98th in rebounding. I think they can keep it close. I think Virginia's coached well enough here that they're, they're, that they're going to pull it off. Uh, Daisy either loves or hates this pick as she's just screaming bloody murder at me right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Furman can keep it close. I like the 5.5. I'd probably set Virginia as maybe a 4-point favorite four and a half point favorite so i think we're getting about a point of value here uh with Furman. so i'll take Furman plus five and a half still sticking with virginia in my bracket though uh, if you're curious if i've updated that which i have updated my bracket in a couple spots and i'll probably get to that here uh in a little bit when i get to the relevant game so second game in the round of 64 i'll take Furman plus five and a half Moving on is the uh, SEC against Mountain West game. And I will take Missouri plus 115 in this spot. Uh, like I said earlier, before I even look at the numbers of teams, I look at the conference they come from, and I will be fading the Mountain West. I talked about this when filling on my bracket yesterday, but they are terrible um, in the NCAA tournament. I believe the number is 1-11 in the opening round of the Mountain West is in the last 12 NCAA tournament appearances. My strategy is to fade the Mountain West this season. There's one team I'm picking to win in the first round. Uh, there we go. Daisy finally decided to jump up. What do you think of the Missouri game, Daisy? Come on, you got the microphone. What do you think? And all of a sudden, she's speechless. Um, yeah, so Utah State is a Mountain West team. I'm done with the Mountain West. I've fallen for the trap in the past. Uh, and Missouri is also a very good shooting team. Uh, actually, extremely good shoot, shooting team. 17th in the country in effective field goal percentage. Uh, extra scoring chances per game. That stat I just talked about in the last game. Huge advantage for Missouri. 51st at plus 2.8. Utah State is 240th at minus 1.2. Missouri also uh, does a great job forcing turnovers. That's probably why they rank so high in extra scoring chances. Fifth in the country and opponent turnovers per possession. So you've got a great shooting team. That can force turnovers, uh, which sounds to me like uh, they can beat a pretty shitty Mountain West team. Not that Utah State was shitty during the regular season, but just shitty just because they're from the Mountain West. Uh, now, I got Missouri on the money line at plus 115. As of recording this, this line has moved down to minus 105, so I got a pretty good line on it. Uh, but it, if you can get Missouri at any type of underdog number, I love them in this spot. Probably even a pick them. I love them in this spot. I just have no desire uh, for falling for the Mountain West trap. If they want to, the Mountain West teams want to play good this NCAA tournament and prove me wrong, then I'll reevaluate for next year. But I'm willing to go down with the ship if that happens after what they've done to me the past few years. So give me Missouri, the Tigers, plus 115 against Utah State. Moving on for, uh, it is a 1v16 matchup, uh, and I will be taking, uh, it's a massive spread. I actually think it's, well, we'll see what this other spreads are for the unknown 1v16 matches, but of the two that are known, this is the bigger spread. 
It is Kansas. It is Howard the Bison, and I will take Kansas uh, minus 20 and a half here. I'm not afraid to lay this big number on Kansas. Um, a big thing that you got to know about Howard, which is going to absolutely screw them in this game, is that they can't hang on to the ball. Uh, they are 335th in the country in turnovers per possession. They cough it up on 22.2% of their possessions. That's in the bottom 10 in the country. And that's while playing in the MEAC. So if you're going to play in the MEAC and have uh, ranked 335th in the country in turnovers per possession, they might not get a shot off against Kansas. They just might turn it over every single possession. I think this game is going to get ugly. They can't defend low. 207th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. I think Kansas is just going to completely bully them down low um enforce a shit ton of turnovers i predict howard to get 22 turnovers in this game if, if there's a prop bet out there for over under prop bets or uh, turnovers for howard take the over uh so that's a that's pretty much that's that's my handicap for that game pretty straightforward howard's not gonna be able to hang on to the ball give me kansas minus 20 and a half. Uh, moving on to uh, money line upset pick here. Oh, by the way, right now would be chronolo chronological order would be when Alabama plays. We'll find out who they take on. They take on, I believe it is the winner of Fairleigh Dickinson in Texas Southern. It might not be. No, it's uh, no. They take on the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi and um, the other sixteen seed there, uh, which we'll find out tonight. If you want my pick for that game listen slash watch the yesterday's episode 12 v5 matchup here and would you look at that we got another mountain west team we can fade charleston plus 180 I, I tweeted this pick out as soon as the bracket reveal was done i already got one 12 v5 matchup and this is this is it right here fade the mountain west i'm gonna stick to this strategy except for one game later which i'll get to uh, but San Diego State, also not a great shooting team. 206th in the country in effective field goal percentage. That is not good. Uh, Charleston, very good at shooting. They are also very good at my favorite stat, extra scoring chances per game. Seventh in the entire country in extra scoring chances per game, plus 5.9. They don't turn the ball over. They grab a ton of offensive rebounds. They can get hot from three. I think they get the job done and upset San Diego State. Once again, we are fading the Mountain West. That's my strategy. Give me Charleston on the money line, plus 180. Uh, we got a 2v15 matchup next. It is the Ivy League. Princeton Tigers taking on the Arizona Wildcats. And I will take the 14 points uh, with Princeton in this spot. Uh, I don't have the actual record, uh, the ATS record of uh, Ivy League schools in the tournament but i feel like they're always feisty i feel like once every like four years they win the other years uh they do really well uh so i'll take the 14 and a half points i think this spreads a little bit too high uh, i think they can get it done on the perimeter against arizona which is arizona's weakness arizona uh their forward strong uh their guards leave a little bit to be desired so i think princeton can take advantage of them in that area they lean towards a three-point shot, uh, and Arizona ranks 99th in three-point field goal percentage, an opponent three-point field goal percentage. They rank the top five in opponent two-point field goal percentage. So you can you can kind of get this team on the perimeter a little bit. 33.7% uh, of the points scored against Arizona come from three-point shot. That ranks 286 in the country. Princeton is also very solid defensively. They don't turn the ball over. 
you know with these uh, Ivy League champion schools, they're going to be schools that hang onto the ball. They're going to be schools that play smart basketball. They're just they're just schools that are pretty tough to blow out, especially if they get hot from three, and this Princeton team certainly can. Uh, and Arizona does turn the ball over a ton, which is my biggest concern for Arizona uh, in the tournament. Um and Princeton doesn't. So maybe that'll that'll cause this game to get closer than what a lot of people think too. I say I actually set the spread at 12 and a half. I think we got two points of value here. Uh which might be kind of crazy to say, but I I say I yeah, I I set at set it at 12 and a half. My book that I got at the plus 14 and a half, it's down to plus 14. Um let me see if there's still 14 and a half out there as of this morning. Uh I would still play it at plus 14 regardless obviously, especially if I like it at at 12 and a half uh yeah they're yeah 14 and a half are still available out there um they are starting to switch down to 14 though so if you want 14 and a half i would bet on this game sooner rather than later even have fan duels down to 13 and a half so i would bet this one sooner rather than later looks like it's moving in the direction of princeton uh moving on uh is this another eight nine <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a close one, though. It's, it's going to be a good one. Arkansas, Illinois. I'll take Arkansas. The Razorbacks minus two and a half here. Once again, we are fading a Big Ten school, but I still like uh, Arkansas uh, regardless here. This isn't. Uh, I actually am fading the Big Ten in a lot of games, but uh, most of the time, I do like the matchup for their opponents, regardless of uh, the conference matchup here. So. Arkansas, there was a reason why I backed them to win the SEC tournament. It didn't work out for me. Um, but this is a team that has no holes. They're strong offensively. They're very good defensively. Uh, inside the top 100 in shooting, 32nd defense efficiency, 83rd in extra scoring chances per game. They're going to be a tough out for any team in this tournament. Uh, Illinois is a three-point shooting team, but Arkansas can defend the three really well. 26th in opponent three-point field goal percentage. Arkansas is a two-point shooting team. And 54.7% of the points scored against Illinois come from two-point range. So I, I, that ranks 309th in the country. I think Arkansas can pound the rock down low. Um, if you remember last year, I made the bet that if Arkansas makes the Final Four, I would get an Arkansas tattoo. Uh, that was one game away from actually hitting. I think Duke finally beat them in the Elite Eight, I believe it was. Um, but it's, So, tables have turned. How the turns have tabled. I'm now backing Arkansas. Um, I will have a tattoo bet for this year as well. Have not decided what team that's going to be. We'll see. I'll decide sometime later this week and make the announcement. Um, so there you go. Arkansas minus two and a half against Illinois for that one. Next up, it is a pick em between Auburn and Iowa. And uh, once again, I'm fading the Big Ten. Uh, I don't know if I've taken any Big Ten team to win in the first round. Um, yeah, but I'll take I'll take Auburn here. I don't think Auburn, I don't think people give Auburn enough credit for how good they are defensively this season. Fiftieth in defensive efficiency, twelfth in opponent field uh, opponent effective field goal percentage. Iowa two hundred and fifty second and three hundred and eighth in those stats, so they're just terrible defensively. And it's not like they played in a conference that has a ton of good offensive teams. They play in the Big Ten, which is generally a better defensive team than offensive team. Their defense or conference. Uh, uh, generally known for defense in that conference as opposed to offense for the most part. Uh, and Iowa's numbers are still absolutely terrible defensively. Uh, now, if they had a top-tier offense, you could kind of convince me to get behind the Hawkeyes, but they don't. Outside the top 100 in effective field goal percentage, so they're not even good there. 
Fran McCaffrey sucks in the tournament. He's never even made a Sweet 16. Can't trust him at all. I'll take Auburn. I had to pick him. Let me see the current odds for this game, see if the line has moved at all. Um, no, it's actually moved against me. Uh, there's actually a minus 105 available out there for Auburn. So uh, you can actually get a better line there. I like Auburn regardless, no matter what the line you get it at. Unless it moves drastically, I don't expect it will. So give me Auburn minus 110 against Iowa. Uh, I fell behind here on changing the graphics. Let me type up the next one here. The next one is a game between Oral Roberts and Duke, which I believe is another 12v5 matchup. Um, Oral Roberts is probably going to be a popular team for people to back, um, and for good reason. And I will take them to cover against Duke. I do have them winning in my bracket. Not going to be brave enough to take their money line here in this spot, but I will take them the, uh, with a plus six and a half points. Uh, Duke shooting issues. I don't think enough people realize. I think people think they're a better shooting team than what they are. 157th in effective field goal percentage. Not good. Outside the top 150. And now they take on the seventh best shooting team in the country in Oral Roberts. Also, Duke is a two-point shooting team. What's the strength of Oral Roberts' defense? Their interior defense. They are... 38th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Uh, Oral Roberts, also the best team in the country at not turning the ball over first and turnovers per possession, which is a very important stat when it comes to hanging with the top teams in college basketball. If you can shoot the lights out and not turn it over, you're going to be there from start to finish. Duke also, that's another weakness for them, 189th in turnovers per possession. Oral Roberts didn't lose a conference game all season. Obviously, their conference isn't exactly a strong one, but still, um, it's a pretty strong indication here. Six and a half points. I think Oral Roberts can, at the very least, give Duke a little bit of a scare with the fact of how strong they can, uh, how strong the shooting is, and how they don't turn the ball over. Once again, the best team in the country at not turning the ball over. So give me Oral Roberts plus six and a half against Duke. Uh, next up is, uh, I'll let you know right now, it is a game uh, that I have switched in my bracket. Uh, it is a 15 versus 2 game. It is Texas against Colgate. I originally had Colgate winning in the bracket. I have switched that. I now have Texas winning this matchup. But I will stick with Colgate when it comes to covering the spread. So give me Colgate plus 14. Uh I think Texas will win this game. I think they're too talented not to. Um, they have too many athletes. They're good in every single aspect of the game. They don't have any weak points whatsoever. And for, I think, a two seed to get upset by a 15 seed, I think they need some weak points that their opponent can exploit. And I just don't know if they have any. But I will not be laying 14 points on the be or against the best shooting team in the entire country. Like I said yesterday when I was filling out my bracket, uh, Colgate is number one in the country in effective field goal percentage. They are the best shooting team in the entire country. They also don't don't turn the ball over either. 18th in turnovers per possession. Um, now, the issue why I don't think they can win is they can't force turnovers, and they're terrible at offensive rebounding. I think for big upsets to happen, you have to be able to create those extra scoring chance opportunities, and Colgate does not do that. But once again, I will not be laying 14 points against the best shooting team in the country. I don't care what conference they come from. 14 points, I think it's one or two too many. I'll take Colgate plus 14 against Texas. 
Moving on, I'm going against my own rule with this one. Uh, this is the only Mountain West team I'll be betting on in the first round in the round of 64. It is Boise State. This is Northwestern. Give me Boise State. The Broncos minus 102 against Northwestern. Northwestern are the biggest frauds in the tournament. They suck. They do not deserve a number seven seating um, because they can't shoot. 320th in effective field goal percentage in the country. That's just ahead of teams like Georgia, South Carolina, Georgetown, jokes of their respective conferences. And then, uh, yeah, Northwestern, 320th. Now, obviously, they are fantastic defensively. There is a They did win games somehow during the regular season 18th in defensive efficiency but the broncos can hang with them in that spot they're very good defensively as well coming in at 35th um so whatever the spread is i wouldn't even bother it just take Boise state to win outright this is one game that uh the line has moved against me not by much though i got a minus 102 it's now a plus 102 so go ahead and take that sweet sweet plus money on the money line fade the wildcats uh, they stumbled down the stretch, too. So already a team that I think is fraudulent. Um, I'm just bringing up their end. I think they went 1-4 and four in their last five games. So they're not in good form. Their record's way better than their stats indicate. And yeah, 1-4 in their last five games. And those, a lot, those losses, a lot of them weren't even close. So, yeah. They beat number one Purdue, which is insane. I don't know how that happened. Uh, give me Boise State minus 102. Uh, and yeah, I guess, I guess of the two conferences that I think are shitty, I guess, uh, this kind of gives the edge to Mountain West. I guess I think the big 10 is even worse than the Mountain West. I don't know, at least in day one, in day one, I don't have the big 10 winning a single game. We'll see if that changes in day two, but day one, as of right now, I have the big 10 going like zero and five. Uh, moving on, the next one is uh, the other one v 16 game. It is Houston against uh, Northern Kentucky. Uh, I laid the points with Kansas in the first one. And in this one, I will lay the points again. I will say I'm historically terrible at predicting the 1v16 games. I feel like I, I, I'm like 0-8 the last two years trying to predict 1v16 games. So these are the picks you might want to fade me. Uh, but I will go. I'll lay the points with Houston minus 19 and a half, a point lower than the spread in the Kansas game. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna back the I'm gonna back the Cougars because what they've done is cover big spreads for the majority of the year. They actually lead the country in average scoring margin. They're winning games by an average of 18.5 points, and the opponents they've been playing are much tougher than Northern Kentucky, the Norse. Uh, that that average winning margin of plus 18.5 points that's the most in the country by 4.7 points. Their defense is dominant, first in the country in defensive efficiency, third in opponent effective field goal percentage. That's going to be tough for Northern Kentucky to overcome. Considering the Norse are not a good shooting team to begin with, 218th in effective field goal percentage playing against much worse teams all season. I think Houston's going to dominate the boards as well. Sixth in the country in rebounding rate. Northern Kentucky comes in at 264th. But like I said, what this really comes down to is Houston is kind of, what they've done is beat the living shit out of teams all season. So why not do it again against the number 16 seed against a team that is much weaker than the majority of teams they've played against this season. So give me Houston minus 19 and a half and let's move on. Next up is Tennessee against Louisiana. Uh, and I'm going to back 
the big spread in this one as well. I will take Tennessee, the Volunteers, minus 10.5 against Louisiana. By the way, that Houston spread still sitting at minus 19.5, so no movement there. Tennessee, the spread has moved, has stayed at 10.5, so no move here as well. But just like Houston, and if you fill out my bracket, you know I have Tennessee and Houston facing off in the final. Uh, Houston and Tennessee, they are one and two in terms of defenses. You could argue which one is ahead of the other one, but just like Houston could arguably be the best defense in the country, Tennessee is arguably the best defense in the country. Uh, second defensive efficiency, second opponent effective field goal percentage. Louisiana is 169th and 179th against much weaker competition than those two stats. Uh, the Rage and Cajuns played one ranked team all season. It was Texas, and they lost 100-72. to 28-point loss to Texas. So for, for them to have any hope, they need to play at an A-plus level. They need to hope Tennessee plays at like a C-minus level to have any kind of hope in this game. So I'm not going to bet on Louisiana to have an A-plus game here. Um, also, I just talked about how Houston had the highest average scoring margin in the country. Well, it's Tennessee that's second in the country in average scoring margin. Another reason why I like those two teams to face on the, off in the final. Plus 13.8. So they know how to cover big spreads. Um, and Tennessee has been uh, shooting relatively well. Something they've struggled in uh, throughout the season. And probably one reason why a lot of people are not going to pick them to win the national championship. But they've been hot with their shooting lately. At least over their last three games, they have an effective field goal percentage of 55%. So I like them in this spot. I think they stay hot. Like I said, I have them winning the national championship, so obviously I like them quite a bit this tournament as a whole. Their defense is dominant. I'll take the minus 10.5 against Louisiana. Next up, we have a SEC uh, against Big Ten matchup. It is Texas A&M against Penn State, one of the more intriguing matchups of the first day. Um, and as you might be able to guess by the trend of the day. I, I promise I didn't set out saying I was going to absolutely fade the Big Ten in every single spot. It has just unfortunately worked out that way. I need the Big Ten to just absolutely collapse in the first day. Uh, Texas A&M minus two and a half. I think the game comes down to what you want to back here. Do you want to back a good offense and bad defense or a good defense and a bad offense? Because you have Penn State who ranks uh, near the top of the country in a lot of offensive stats, but their defensive stats are absolutely terrible. And then you have Texas A&M, who admittedly does not rank very high at all in a lot of offensive stats, but they're one of the better defensive teams in the country. Um, I'm going to back the defensive team, and because the tiebreaker is my favorite stat, extra scoring chances per game, uh, night and day between these two teams in that stat, Texas A&M 34th in the country, plus 3.6, Penn State 300th. Minus three. A big reason why is because the Aggies are sixth in offensive rebounding, 42nd in opponent turnovers. That is huge in a game with a small spread. What usually makes the difference if to, uh, in a close game like this is what team commits fewer turnovers and what team gets more offensive rebounds. And based on the numbers, that team should be Texas A&M. Plus, I do think the SEC is a better conference than the Big Ten. Uh, and, uh, the line move has agreed with me on this one. I got to the two and a half. It's up to three and a half. I don't, I wouldn't bet it at higher than three and a half. That's my limit actually. So if you're watching this now and you want to bet this game, if it's still minus three and a half, I would go with Texas A&M. If you go and it's at four, four and a half, if it moves another even half a point, I actually think I would flip things and bet on Penn State. 
So this is a close one. It depends on what line you're looking at when you go to bet this game. I got it at minus two and a half. I take Texas A&M at minus three and a half. Once it gets into the fours or higher, the value switches, and I think the play is Penn State. I think their shooting uh, gives them enough value at that number, but we will see. Uh, I, but I, I, I got Texas A&M minus two and a half. I locked it in last night on Monday night. Uh, the final game of Thursday slate here. Um, it is UCLA against UNC Asheville. So I believe this is a, uh, another, is it 215 or 314? I don't know. But regardless, <coughs> I'm realizing I'm laying the points in a lot of games uh, in the first day, and I'm not necessarily a big fan of that. But I got to treat each game uh, as its own entity here. I'll take UCLA minus 17 and a half. I'm laying, I'm laying some big spreads. I'm laying a 20 and a half. I'm laying a 19 and a half. I'm laying a 10 and a half. I'm laying a 17 and a half. Scares me. Uh, but I do like UCLA in this matchup. I think this is a terrible stylistic matchup for UNC Asheville. UCLA uh, gets the majority of their points down low. 25th and two-point shot rate. UNC Asheville, 134th and opponent two-point field goal percentage. And 56.2% of the points scored against UNC Asheville comes from two-point range. That's 335th in the country. So they can't defend down low. That's been their weakness all season. And, of course, my favorite stat, extra scoring chances per game. No team is better at it than UCLA. First in the country in extra scoring chances per game at plus 8.5. UNC Asheville, 317th, minus 3.2. So UCLA is going to force a ton of turnovers. They rank 10th in, in opponent turnovers per possession. UNC Asheville's 296th in turnovers per possession. They cough it up a ton. A ton. That's a terrible recipe for UNC Asheville. Um, also worth noting, UCLA has the fourth highest average scoring margin, so they can win with margin as well, plus 13.4. Um, UNC Asheville, they played uh, two decent teams this season. They lost to Arkansas by 34 points. They lost to Dayton by 23 points. So they, they're, they're capable of losing pretty bad to some good teams. So I'll take the Bruins, who I think uh, are going to go on a bit of a run here. I'll take the minus 17 and a half. I think I view UCLA in my final four, don't I? Potentially. Uh, so there you go. Those are my picks for the 15 available games for Thursday. I'll give them a pick out for Alabama on tomorrow's episode. I'll give out my pick for that, and I'll give out my pick for the Friday games the ones that are available i'll be able to do it for most of them some of them i won't be able to uh because there are still going to be games tomorrow night that are going to be played uh my bracket i have completely switched the south region as i said yesterday i might if anyone's interested i no longer have virginia making the final four i have virginia now losing in the elite eight to or sorry in the sweet 16 to alabama i also have baylor now Big switch. I got Baylor losing to UCSB in the first round. I will talk about that game tomorrow because that game is obviously a round of 64 game on Friday. So I will talk about Baylor U UCSB on tomorrow's episode and why I switched that around. So I have Arizona and Alabama in the Elite Eight out of the South region, which is a complete change. Yesterday I had Virginia Baylor. And then I have Alabama winning. So now I have two number one seeds in the final four. My final four is now Alabama against Tennessee with Tennessee winning and Houston against UCLA 
with Houston winning. So I got two ones, a four, and a two. A pretty chalky final four, I'm disappointed to say. But who knows? I still have time to change around my bracket, but I wanted to give you guys those updates in case you're following my bracket. Virginia, no longer have faith in them. I think the Alabama is going to shoot the three ball all over them in the Sweet 16. There you have it. This has been the Tuesday, March 14th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Please rate this, review this. Best of luck with all your bets in March Madness. I'll be back tomorrow morning with my best bets for the uh, Friday round of 64 games. Um, And then I will not have a show Thursday. And then Friday morning, I'll release my picks for the first round of round of 32 games. And then Saturday morning, I'll release my picks for the second round of the round of 32 games. Good luck. Gambler or bless. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.